0: Well, thank you all for coming to, uh, to listen. Um, yeah, so my, my name is Ollie, and uh, I've been working for Camelay Youth for Christ now for coming up to two years. Uh, before that, I was a local youth worker uh, in a church in Windlesham, and I was there for five and a half years. And uh, at my time at Camley Youth for Christ, uh, sorry, at St. John's in Windlesham, I um, became a trustee of Camelay Youth for Christ. And then Rachel, who was the previous director, she stepped down, the, the position was vacant, and uh, it felt, I felt God was calling me to that. So. That's why I'm here today. So I, I'm not just going to be talking about Cam For Christ. Uh, you know, I want to, uh, for, for you all to get something out of this session, to learn uh, a little bit about um, the trends that are happening with young people on social media. But then also I want us to consider, and, and for maybe us to be challenged of, of, of how we use our social media, and, and also maybe specifically how we are with our daily habits. Um, because habits are I'm really passionate about habits, and I've read quite a few books around it. And uh, it is our habits that we do every single day that often... Uh, leads to our mental health, leads to our physical health, uh, leads to lots of other things. So um, hopefully there'll be a little bit of challenge uh, in that as well. So, um, when Sophie uh, said that I was doing it in this room, she said she would like it to be more like a, a session rather than a talk. And I was like, oh, what's a session? Like, oh, it's a bit more interactive. <laughs> so, <laughs> I know you are look nervous now, you all look nervous, that's okay. So I would love for you uh, to uh, think of the word youth or young people and what words come to mind when you think of those words, of young people, of youth, what words come to mind? And if anyone would like to, uh, to shout out, that would be great. A long time ago. A long time ago. <laughs> wow. Very good. <laughs> Enthusiasm. Enthusiasm. <laughs> Energy. Energy. Opportunity. Opportunity. Rebellion. Rebellion, yeah. McDonald's. McDonald's. <laughs> <laughs> the future. The future. Mm-hmm. The Work in progress. <laughs> Huge potential but inclined to get lost. Ah, okay, yes. Huge potential yeah. but inclined to get lost. Fine. Fun. Fun. Mm-hmm. Hope. 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 Games. Lucky. Games. Lucky. Mm-hmm. Great, very good. Okay, what about if I change the word now to social media? What words come to mind when you think of social media? Addictive. Addictive. Um, cool. Cool? Eyes Fashion. Fashion, sorry, what was the Eyes down. Eyes down, yeah, because you're looking at the screen, yeah. Fashion, yeah. Communication. Password. Communication. Passwords. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> at all. At all. Frustration. Frustration. Unregulated. Unregulated. Abuse. Abuse, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Unreliable. Unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> Pressure. Pressure. It can be life changing as well. Mm. So. Yeah, life changing. Not to be trusted. Mm. It's In some cases. Yeah. Revealing. Revealing. What about career? Have you thought of that before? Mm-hmm. Computers. Computers, yeah. Very good. A lot of positives, a lot of negatives, and uh, a lot of this talk is going to be talking about highlighting a lot of the negatives, but then also kind of holding as well that, that social media Gives us the opportunity to to reach young people in a space that they are native to uh, and that they love, um, and yeah. So we're going to be doing that. Um, I love the 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 series that, that's happening at St Paul's. I love the I love the title Unchanging Message, Changing Culture, because we really do live as Christians. We believe, you know, we live in a with a timeless message, a message that 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 is going to uh, go beyond uh, us here. Where, um, if Jesus comes back now, then, then, then the message is right now, here, right, right here, right now. But, but we do live with a, a, a timeless message. But, but the culture around us is always changing, and maybe this is having an effect on ourselves as well as our young people. Now, um, I've got a, um, a list here of social media uh, and apps that didn't exist prior, prior to 2005. So, YouTube, wow. yeah, Google Maps. Facebook, 2006. Twitter, 2006. The iPhone, now this is quite an important one because this is the one that sparked the revolution of the smartphone uh, and also how how information uh, and social media kind of is is consumed more now. Um, Netflix, 2007. Spotify. Airbnb. Uber. You might not recognize some of these, but that's okay. Instagram, 2010, Snapchat, 2011, and that's them all there. So I think 2005, not really that long ago, is it? It's really not that long ago, and yet we've got all of these that... This list, I use a lot of these. Google Maps, I don't know how i get anywhere about Google Maps. <laughs> I do have a map in the car. By the way, that's my dad's uh, influence there. Um, or my, my phone, like, you know, c- uh, connecting with people. I use my phone all the time. Um, crazy, isn't it? Now, for me, when I look at this, I start to think that, you know, we really are uh, living in a time when, when communication has, has really changed. There's this podcaster that I, that I really like, and he's a Christian podcast, he's, he's from Canada. Um, and always in, in his business, he always says this, that we are living through the biggest communication shift that we've seen in the last 500 years. Does anybody know what that communication shift 500 years that, that changed how information was, how, was uh, how it was passed around and all that stuff? Printing. The printing press, very good. Bonus question: Does anybody know what was first printed for the, on the printing press? The Bible, very good. So it was actually, I think China was actually the one who invented it. Um, but um, it was a it was a German guy. Uh, I do it having my notes. His name? Does anybody know his name? Gutenberg. Gutenberg. Yes, Gutenberg. Very good. Anybody know the date? Anybody know the date? So I've got a quiz coming up, He's uh, going on my quiz team. Uh, it was 1455, um, and I love it how the first thing that was printed was was the Bible uh, in Latin. I absolutely love that. But it, it's true though, because when it was invented, it, it changed. How information was how, was, how it was consumed at the time that you, know, you could print books, uh, you could print leaflets and all these different types of things that, that changed uh, how we could have information. And we're living through this now with digital. Like, digital is absolutely changing everything and it's changing industry as well. So, you know, um, I don't know if you can use Uber here, but how would you normally order a taxi? You'd phone up a company, try and find a number. Um, but Uber have, have, are starting to disrupt that and change it. How we watch films as well. So Netflix, Amazon Prime, um, you know, no longer a blockbuster anymore, going out and getting DVDs. It's changed because of that. How we shop, you know, online shopping, using Tesco Direct and uh, Sainsbury's Delivery, uh, using Amazon, eBay, you know, how we shop's changed. How we buy uh, takeaways, just eat. All that, <laughs> all those ones. I know quite a few of them. Uh, how, we listen, how we listen to music, you know, Spotify, Apple Music, how we date. Um, I actually met my wife through a Christian dating website. I know, it, it's, it's changing. It, it's changed how, you know, how, how relationships are, are starting, potentially, not always. Um, and how we consume information, Google it. We don't go to um, encyclopedias anymore, do we? You know, we, just, we just Google it and the information's right there so so we really, I, I, I really do think we're living through this massive huge communication shift and then we need to link this with, with young people because they are native to this some of them who weren't um, you know born um, you know they've never not known like apps, never not known like the internet, gaming all this type of stuff you know if for those of who were born before 2005, which is most of you here you know these weren't invented then we knew a time when these weren't that these didn't exist, but, but young people are, are native to these, they're, they're brought up with these, and, and perhaps maybe it's having an effect on how young people are finding community, how they're finding self worth, how they're finding value, and how they're finding identity as well. Okay, now. Um, Youth for Christ are a, a, a big, a huge national charity, and, and we're, we're almost like a, an umbrella. Uh, we're part of, we, we sign, we charter with Youth for Christ, and uh, so we're Camilla Youth for Christ, but there's, there's the national charity of, of British Youth for Christ. And they um, pioneered some research, uh, which was in 2017, yeah, May 2017, uh, and it's called uh, Gen Z, Rethinking Culture. And um, for those of you who are wondering who who Gen Z are, um, they are bet- uh, nat- born 1997 uh, and between 2012, so that's around eight to 22 year olds. Um, however, the research that was done here was for 11s to 18s, so it's the, it's not the younger age or the older age. Um, and the research uh, observed some really great uh, things around faith formation. Um, the video that I sh- that I showed you at the start. Uh, some of those statistics uh, that they talked about came from this research. Um, But one of the things they also really found, and they observed, that four out of five Gen Z's favourite way to spend time is engaging with a screen activity. So this then sparked another piece of research um, which is called the uh, uh, digital generation, which I have right here if anybody wanted to uh, borrow this. uh, You can actually find it online as well if you just search for Youth for Christ Digital Generation. You'll find it there. And they wanted to do some research around screen time, social media, gaming, um, and all that type of stuff. And this research was brought out uh, in September 2018. Um, And the research found some some really interesting insights. Um, They found this one here, that 94% of young people engage daily on social media, and 75% engage with YouTube with the same regularity. And this was the, one of the big kind of highlights and one of the big titles uh, from the research. They said this, that young people don't recognise that they might be addicted to their social media accounts. It was quite surprising, actually, the lack of uh, self-awareness around this. And uh, we're going to have a little bit closer look at the, um, the research around, around this lack of awareness that there might be. Um, but the research is split up into uh, four kind of summary key headlines. Uh, Number one was around perceived authenticity. Number two, self-awareness that I've kind of mentioned before. Number three, online relationships. And number four, creators. So let me go through each of these points here. How are we doing for time, Tom? About 12 minutes. 12 minutes, okay, we're doing really well, great. Okay, so let's start off with perceived authenticity. Young people value the characteristics of authenticity. This could be because they're exposed to high levels of marketing with great regularity. It's been thought that Gen Z will have seen approximately 200,000 marketing messages before they reach the age of 15. 200,000 marketing messages. Now, young people believe that they are really good at spotting like, marketing, sponsored ads, fake people who are just trying to sell and promote them, that they, they, they understand when someone uh, is trying to uh, put something onto them, trying to sell them something. Um, so they might recognise when people aren't being authentic, but the trends show that maybe young people themselves on social media aren't being authentic. So, what do I mean by that? So, often uh, some young people will uh, create multiple me- uh, social media accounts, so they might have like a private one and then they might have like a public one. Uh, and then also might have one that has a completely different name altogether, uh, like a, you might call it a catfish, that type of thing, where it's not it's not their name that they're showing. That they're trying to be a different person um, for that. So being a different person is that being authentic? No, it's not, is it? It's the opposite of being authentic. Um, also, um, there are websites as well that uh, the, the trends show that young people are using, where uh, they get anonymous feedback. Uh, about themselves. I'm not entirely sure if this links with au- authenticity but it does link with uh, young people trying to find their social affirmation, their identity, who they are in these anonymous websites where people can basically, you kind of, they're putting themselves out there and saying right, digital world, what do you think about me? Um, and it's a really dangerous thing to do because there are people that write awful messages. Uh, but then also there are people that write good messages as well. Um, but again, they're putting themselves in a vulnerable position, asking the digital world what they think about themselves, and they're hoping that they're going to get a lift um, and that type of thing. But when it goes wrong, what does it impact? Mental health, self-esteem, that type of thing. Okay, what else about authenticity? Often, uh, like using like Instagram and Snapchat, they have something called filters, uh, where you kind of like... Uh, kind of show yourself in a, in a different light, uh, and this can be to maybe enhance, make your eyes bigger, uh, it can be to uh, remove maybe like spots on your face, it can be to remove wrinkles as well, um, to, uh, <laughs> to <laughs> what else? Uh, to, to, to put a mask over your face almost like you look like a dog, or you can uh, have a, uh, like a, a bandana that goes across your mouth, uh, lots of different things, but but the point of these filters is that it's not showing who you are. Again, it's 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 not a true representation. It's not an authentic uh, portrayal of of that person. And and like you do see this on on Instagram often. Uh, the trends are is that you you don't put your real self out there. You kind of put self out there that you want people to see. That you want people to almost feel like, oh wow, look at look at that person's life. Look how amazing it is. Look how wonderful it is. Um, and You know what, sometimes I've been guilty of doing that. I remember being a young person and on Facebook when that came out and people tagging me in photos at parties. And if the photo I didn't feel was was a good photo, untag, untag, untag. Um, And that was to do with my um, almost pride. Uh, Also my feeling that I don't want anyone to think that I don't look good or or something like that. You know, really kind of selfish, not true representation of, of who I am. Um, So some of us might be challenged about that as well. Okay, so my first question for you to ponder is this, and this is for about thinking about young people. Could authenticity be perceived in a different way by this generation? Do they really know what it means? Okay, let's go on to number two around self-awareness. so, the research showed that there was a real kind of lack of self awareness when it comes to the effects of social media uh, on their own mental well being. Um, as mentioned before, many young people do not recognize that, that they might be addicted to their social media accounts or that social media as well might increase uh, anxiety. Gen Z seemed to focus upon the media effects of social media as positive and calming, you know, they think of all the, all the benefits without giving much considera- consideration to the longer-term effects um, upon who they are around identity, self-esteem, all that type of thing. You know, it, it's they it's the, want the instant gratification, the instant, oh, I'm getting all these likes, uh, I'm getting all this, so I feel good about myself. Um, but then uh, they're not thinking about the longer-term effects that, that, that it might be having on them. Okay, so let's go on to number three around online relationships. So. This is already a complicated issue already, uh, with teenagers. Um, But when asked, this was really interesting research, but when asked who they uh, normally interact with online, uh, 94% said friends. No surprises there, you know, you're on social media, uh, on gaming, all that type of thing, you know. Who are you interacting with? Well, I'm interacting with my friends, 94% said that. However, um, when when the research starts to ask a few more questions around well, what is a friend? Who, you know, who is your friend? Um, they found out that, um, they said that 52% um, said that they would consider them a real friend. It's a bit different say, oh, I, I, I interact with 94% who are my friends, but actually, actually only I, I only interact, I, you know, my real friends are actually only 52% of them are online. Um, so friendship is, is looking very different to maybe how it used to be when we, when we grew up. Without social media and that type of thing. Um, so, um, I think I might be guilty of this as well. So, a lot of the, a lot of the social media stuff is maybe something that I uh, was when I was a young person as well. So, uh, going back to Facebook, because when I was a teenager, that was kind of the most popular one. Um, but I had a, like over a thousand friends on Facebook. I was like, really? A thousand friends? How many of them are actually my real friends? Maybe 10, 20? Not a thousand. And some young people have this type of trend as well, using their social media, that they have lots of follows on their accounts. Um, but how, how, how much of them are actually, you know, deep friendship that you can talk to when you're struggling, that you can, uh, that you go bowling with, or go to McDonald's with, or, or hang out with? You know, what percentage uh, of those are on there? So, perhaps young people see social media as a source of social entertainment and interaction but not at all for cultivating relationships. That actually instead it is more about making me feel good, having a laugh, but is it actually a tool for cultivating deep relationships? So, reflection. How does a young person's view of relationship change when such a large percentage of their online interaction is for social entertainment rather than engagement? Okay, let's move on to number four, creators. Now, I love this one because this is very positive. Um, and it, it's a bit more, uh, bit more heartwarming than maybe the other three points that we've gone through already. Um, the uh, research found out that uh, young people, uh, instead, of, instead of consuming, they like to be curators and collaborators. Uh, that actually they, they enjoy creating content uh, for the world. And um, you can see this now. Like, I don't know if, uh, if you ever interact with any young people or children and you ask them what they want to be. And a lot of them want to be YouTubers. You know, they want to be uh, social media influencers. Um, and, they, and some of them already are creating content um, that they're putting online. And there's a, quite a huge trend of uh, people who are into gaming and uh, filming their gaming and, and putting it on uh, YouTube and that type of thing. And, and I actually, okay, there are a few issues around safeguarding and, uh, you know, there are issues of, you know, could someone infiltrate them and, and message them and get them to meet up with them. You know, there are, there are those worries. But actually, social media does give them an opportunity to be creative on a, in a digital space, uh, to kind of have that uh, uh, just kind of fun element out there um, and kind of uh, driving their creativity, which, which I think is a, is a good thing. Um, so those are a few of the reflections from, from the research and some of the kind of the, the four highlights. I'd encourage you to give it a read because it is really, really good, uh, this research. It was um, really well put together. So I'd encourage you to, to have a little look at it. Um, but my reflection on creators is perhaps this is a generation who don't, exempt, who don't accept things being done for them. Okay. <laughs> Jesus PowerPoint, I know. Um, so these are a few, uh, a few things that I'd love for you to think about uh, and maybe take away as well. So my first one um, is, is when we're thinking about working with children and young people, are we fostering? Uh, are we uh, uh, fostering healthy conversations around social media? So, um, if you have children, you know, are you talking, talking to them openly and asking them questions about what they're doing online? Oh, like, oh, I'd really love to see this. Get them to explain with you um, about the things that they might be doing. Uh, I often like. Young... Right, okay, I've got a really embarrassing story. Um, so I, I think that I'm down with the kids but I'm actually really not. Uh, I was doing some detached youth work uh, with some young people and uh, there was this phrase that came out <coughs> called Netflix and chill. Okay? <laughs> Basically, what it means is it's terrible. It, it means that you watch Netflix and have sex with your partner, okay? I didn't know this at the time. So I, I'm here meeting with some young people, chatting with them. Hi, guys, how's it going? And then they start, uh, we ended up talking about Netflix. And then one of the young people's, yeah, go, oh, yeah, Netflix and chill. And then I went, what, Netflix and chill? I love Netflix and chill. I do it all the time. And they just like went absolutely, like, well, they went, like, they started, like, really laughing and like rolling on the floor. And I was like, what what am I gonna <laughs> say? And they're like you should not know what it means. Like, no. And, they're like, and then they explained it to me. And then I went very bright red in the face. Like, I did not mean that. And then by just like chilling out and like watching a film, I loved it. Like, right, anyway. Um, so my point is is that it's always good to have uh, ask young people questions and you don't you you don't need to think that you need to know it all but but ask them to explain what it means and young people love to explain you know, what Netflix and shows are, or explain, like, you know, culture, language, or, or what's going on in social media and that type of thing. So, uh, having healthy conversations is really good. Um, you know, social media isn't all that bad, but it isn't all that good. And if we don't recognize this, if we are not self aware, then we are more susceptible to have an impact on our own mental health as well. So, maybe think about some of the habits that, that you get onto. Actually, no, I'm talking about that later. Okay, so my second point is to. If you're a parent uh, to provide opportunities for deep friendship. um, There's a a term called helicopter parenting. Have you ever heard of that before? So helicopter parenting is when uh, the parents are are so scared of kind of what's going out with uh, what's going on uh, around the around culture, around the community, scared that their young person is going to be taken, all this type of stuff, that they're always around them like a helicopter and just keeping an eye on them. Um, so one of the, uh, I read this book around the trends of, of, of young people and one of the things that the titles <coughs> were is that this is generation sensible, um, that, that young people, the, if you look at underage sex, it's actually, uh, the level's a lot lower, um, uh, binge drinking has actually gone down, uh, drug uh, use as well has gone down uh, and maybe this is, is due to the fact that parents are are more scared. Uh, of what's kind of out there, and so that they're stopping them from from going out, maybe meeting with their friends, just around them all the time, monitoring everything that they do. And I, I, I don't want to say if this is a, a good thing or a bad thing, and I'm not a parent as well, so who am I to tell anyone how to parent a teenager or a child, but I do feel that we still, for those who are parents, that we still need to foster um, uh, Opportunities to have deep friendship, and what do I mean by that? Given opportunities to meet up, to go for McDonald's, meeting opportunities to to just be with each other, um, to play football, play sport, go to the cinema. Um, you know, parents can facilitate this, um, so I really want to encourage that. How are we doing for time? We okay? We're all good. Right. Okay. I'll keep going then. Um, so keeping tabs of our habits and also the young people's habits as well. So. Um, you know if we're addicted to our, to our mobile phones and, and social media then that's going uh, to encourage the young person to potentially do the same as well. Um, so it's important for parents, grandparents, those who are around young people, you know if you're on social media when you're with that young person then you're showing that that social media is more important than, than the young person. So um, it's trying to keep tabs of your own habits of, w- of what you get up to because um, that will have an impact on, on young people and also what they're doing as well. And one of the things that I've, is that we can't tell them to just stop going on social media. Like, there are lots of negatives, but there are positives. But if we told them just to don't go on it, it's, it's, it's evil, just don't go on it, then you know, that young person could be alienated from, from actually maybe fostering some friendships, which he can do online. Um, but then also it's going to make them feel like they're going to stick out at school. Um, and so I, I think it's a bit naive to say, just don't go on it. I think it's important to have good boundaries Uh, to have set times, Um, but just telling them not to go on social media, I think, is is not a good thing to do. Um, Now, I mentioned about uh, Campbell Youth for Christ and how our our mission is to bring the good news relevantly. Now, to bring, that means to go to be where young people are at, and I mentioned that we work in local secondary schools, but then I think, well, where where else is young people's attention? Well, 94% are going online and using social media, so that's where we need to be as well. Um, And digital gives us the opportunity to do that. Um, so I've partnered with a local youth worker, um, my friend called Stephen, and we post uh, online videos, uh, trying to ha- have a, a fun engagement with them, um, trying to be salt and light and, in a very dark place. Uh, we, do silly <laughs> we do silly challenge videos on a, on a Monday, every Monday. But on a Thursday, uh, we also talk about faith and life and uh, we use the Monday videos to build the relationship uh, to kind of uh, kind of like the young people think, oh, they're quite fun there. They don't take themselves too seriously. Maybe we'll listen to them when they talk about some maybe tough topics. And we've talked uh, around mental health. We've talked about anger. We've talked about how to be a good friend. Uh, and we always add a, a Christian element onto that as well. Um, so what's the point of this? Well, the point is, um, is what Jesus said, when Jesus gave us the, uh, when he gave us the great commission, um, you know, in Matthew 28, verse 19, he said, go into all the world and make disciples. All the world. Digital as well. Mark 16, verse 15 says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. All the world. John 20, verse 21, as the Father has sent me, therefore I send you. Sending us to be light lightness in these dark places. Acts 1 verse 8, You will be my witness in all Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and the rest of the world. Digital world is included. Paul said this in Romans 1 verse 16, I am not ashamed of the gospel because it, because it is the power of God for the salvation of those who believe. And in Romans 10, 14, Paul asked the question, How will they know if no one tells them? We are commissioned by Jesus to bring the good news relevantly young people and we can do that online and digital gives us the opportunity to do that, to be light in these dark places, to be salt in these dark places. Um, cool, we're doing pretty good for time. So um, I kind of wanted to finish with just a few questions to, uh, for you to ponder and to think about. Um, you know I mentioned how this research suggests that young people don't recognise that they might be addicted to their social media accounts a hat, but perhaps we might be the same as well. That we might feel that <coughs> social media is, is, is always wanting our attention. And sometimes it, it can feel like social media is great, but then also sometimes it can feel like a, a huge, heavy burden. I think this that we need what we need is sanctified purpose for our social media use. That if we are to give uh, glory to God in everything, surely there is a way to glorify Him through every skull and every like on social media as well, that we can be this light. So some questions to ponder. Are you addicted to social media? Are you self-aware of the impact that it could be having? How could we help our young people to be more self-aware and our children as well? And how can we encourage young people to be salt and light in these places, to be creators bringing the good news relevantly? Thank you, Ollie. I'm finished there. Yeah, great. I just finished it now as well. Um, just so you know, what's going to happen now is we're going back into the church, you know, where you were sitting before. You to. And then, <coughs> then just we'll some music. Okay. <coughs> <coughs>